You're listening to the Beauty Room Podcast, helping you find your glow inside and out. In today's episode, we spend a little bit of time getting to know each other a little bit more, as well as exploring the differences between microdermabrasion, microhydrodermabrasion, and dermaplaning. Let's jump in. Hello everyone, thank you again for tuning into The Beauty Room. I'm here with Annalise Bayless and Courtney Blake from Bondi Lane and I am Talia Shorter. Um, girls, we didn't cover in our first podcast, probably because of nerves, who we are and actually why we do what we do and why we did put together um, this podcast for listeners. So I thought a really great place to start today would be to quickly introduce ourselves and then basically just see where our conversation goes from there. So Annalise, we'll start with you. Give us a little bit of a rundown of your experience and why you're here. Hi guys. So I've been in the industry for 10 years now. Nine of those years I've been in a spa, so a little bit different to what we do now at Bondi Lane. We're more clinic, more focused just on the skin, um, as where spa is more like airy-fairy, like your massage and more relaxation facials, um, like your pedicures and stuff. But I wanted to up it up a little bit and more focus on results-driven treatments. So here I am now at Bondi Lane. Um... But, yeah, that's about it, really. I can't really say too much because, you know, nine years in spa and then now I'm here. Yeah. And what about you, Courtney? Um, so I decided to be in the beauty industry basically from when I was young. Um, I always had an interest in that side of things, whether it was going to be hair or makeup or beauty, but obviously ended up in the beauty industry and always took um, more interest to the skin side of things. Um, from college, I was always so interested in um, skin over more like the massage and spa like Annalise. But um, yeah, ever since I've been in the industry, I've always done skin. Um, and throughout my experience, I've definitely um, learned a lot of things. And um, yeah, I love what I do and I love um, helping women um, like with their skin and results and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about why I'm in the industry. Well, that's awesome. And I suppose my background is not really in this industry. I do own the salon, but that's basically the extent of my experience. So we've only really been open for a few months. Well, maybe actually, how long has it been? Nine months? October last year. October last year. So however long that is. <laughs> um, so every day I'm learning. Um, obviously, uh, I've had normal consumer experience for the last, you know, 15 years in my adult life, I would say. Um and so naturally, over time, I've learned things along the way, but working now salon side has been so eye-opening. And I suppose my goal with this podcast was to create a bit of an information hub for people who have no idea. Um, and yes, try and give as much education um, and try and myth bust as much as possible because I think there's a lot of um, misinformation out there. And I think that's where we can really kind of leverage on both of your experiences too, being from quite different backgrounds, but still in the industry. I think for me personally, seeing how, you know, products and technology technology has evolved in the last few years, especially, I think it's just, you know, rapidly evolving that, you know, there's so much out there that's not quite correct. Um, but yeah, maybe Courtney, if you could run us through a couple of the machines that we use here at Bondi Lane, and maybe we can we'd go through maybe our experience with that and suppose be as helpful as possible for um, clients. Yeah, so um, we do a range of skin treatments here and we have a few different machines. 
Um, so we do our IPL um, treatments here, so that um, does the hair reduction and also treats various skin conditions and concerns. Um, we do have our micro and our microhydra machine, which we can kind of touch on um, in a minute. Um, but they're definitely, those machines that we have now have definitely evolved a lot to when I was in college and what the machines looked like back then. Um, but yeah, we also have our LED light therapy. Um, so I think we have a broad range of different treatments and machines that we offer here in Salon. What's your experience with these machines, Annalise, and what are you finding has been really helpful for clients? I find the most helpful one with our clients that come to us is the hydromicrodermabrasion. It's probably the most popular treatment that we do here because it does cover a broad range of like um, skin conditions and concerns. So what actually is that machine? So can you break it down? Because it's obviously a really long word. So if I was to call you, I would have no idea what to say. But yeah, what actually is the machine and what does it do? So it's called microhydrodermabrasion, which is the microdermabrasion, but the hydro part is it infuses a serum at the same time. And then the microdermabrasion is just the um, the normal micro, but without infusing the serum at the same time. Um, so you can do different, you know, they do target all different specific skin concerns, like I did say before. Yeah, so I think um, a lot of people confuse the difference between micro and the microhydra. Um, so yeah, like Annalise said, there is a range of different serums that we um, use in the hydro machine to infuse in the skin, whether it's like a brightening machine, uh, brightening serum, sorry, um, a lightening serum, a hydrating serum. So obviously when you come in, we choose this serum to target what concerns you're experiencing. Um, but yeah, definitely the difference between the two would be um, the hydra is more nourishing, not so much stripping of the skin, whereas the micro I find can be a little bit more harsh um, for the, those more sensitive types of skin. So um, it's definitely all surface-based, um, but I love the fact of infusing serums at the same time. Okay, so I'm a regular person coming into the salon and I say, I'm microhydra dermabrasion. <laughs> What is that treatment like and actually what will it be doing for me? Yeah, so it's non-invasive, so it doesn't hurt or anything like that. You can feel like, I describe it feeling like a little bit like sandpaper mm -hmm. in a way um, and just a bit of like... Um, vacuum suctioning. Yeah, vacuum suctioning. So it doesn't hurt, so yeah, it's non-invasive. But what it does involve in, it helps to um, even out like any fine lines or wrinkles that you do have over time, just depending on like how often you do get it done. Yeah. We do sit down and have a chat with you afterwards of how many um, treatments we do recommend of getting it. It also helps to reduce the appearance of like your pores, helps with um, any congestion that you do have. Also helps to remove like um, any blackheads or whiteheads that you do have. It's just the one that's like perfect for everything really. Yeah. And then obviously, um, like with the brightening serums, we can infuse that at the same time as doing that to help like any pigmentation that you do have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just one that's perfect for everything really. I think. Yeah. How long does it take? Yeah, so um, our hydro treatments take um, an hour. So I also like this as well because, um, yeah, our treatments are very results-driven and 
um, like our main focus is the skin, but our facials are actually very relaxing, which some people are shocked when they come in. They're like, oh, you want to massage me? <laughs> um, so yeah, our facials include like a full, um, almost half an hour massage of the face, neck, um, decolletage, and then also an arm and hand massage, um, which I also think is good because let's face it, everybody loves relaxation when they're coming to get their face done. Um, and obviously pair that with the results, it's like an amazing treatment. So yeah, um, they go for an hour um, and yeah, it's definitely very relaxation, relaxing at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but how would I know that that's the treatment that I'm looking like? You mentioned a couple of things like congestion. I don't even know what congestion means. Like what, like who is the perfect person to get this treatment? I reckon someone who's really congested, I reckon, and has severe yeah. dehydrated dry skin. Mm. But what's congestion? Uh, so congestion is just like a, um, obviously like a built up of um, any breakouts that you do have. If anyone has like clogged pores that are um, fairly enclosed, um, if you just notice around like people with congestion, that, um, there's like a whole built up of skin around their nose area. Um, yeah, just any breakouts that haven't like aren't coming through to the surface of the skin. Right. So it's also a treatment that does bring everything to the surface of the skin because it is like opening up those pores again and it is drawing anything you do have underneath to the surface of the skin. That's something I was actually going to say because I, I love this treatment personally. Um, but there has been a few times when I get a facial, it's like a few days later or even like a week later, I look worse than I did when I went in for the treatment. But I know obviously that that's just yeah. the nature of the beast. But I suppose explaining that to clients is super important because mm-hmm. you don't want them thinking you've caused that. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I <laughs> You go first. Um, Sorry, I was just going to say back to the thing before. um, I feel like when someone is ringing up wanting to book in a micro or any facial really, we can't really tell what they need over the phone. Um, So, again, an initial consultation would be the best solution. Um, But, yeah, take it away. Oh, no, I was going to say, like what you asked before about – explaining to the clients that they're going to get a few breakouts and stuff like that um it's just yeah obviously just saying to them you may or may not get like a few breakouts um if you do you're not having a reaction it's literally just your skin responding to the products that we did use um and to the treatment so most of the treatments do draw everything to the surface which is what you're meant to be doing and getting breakouts after every facial is actually a good thing because it's doing its job so it's drawing everything to the surface to get rid of Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, underneath yeah. skin. and I also think too if like you're someone that doesn't use skincare at all um, if you're someone that doesn't really get regular facials um, obviously coming in to get your skin done we're using um, cosmeceutical products that might be very different to your current routine and obviously using a machine is going to cause some kind of um, breakout yeah, break reaction same thing with like starting new products and stuff like that. People think they're having a reaction, so they come back saying they they like don't like the product because right. they're breaking out. And you just need to explain to them like that's completely normal. How long do you think you should persist with something to know whether it's actually a reaction versus a totally normal process? So there's a difference between like reaction and then normal total process because reactions normally feel like heat. Yeah. Um, and you get probably get like severe peeling. Um. With normal reactions, like responsive reactions, which you do want, is like just like a bit of tingling, mm-hmm. which is completely fine. But as long as there's no heat mm-hmm. um, or crazy redness, 
you're fine. You're not having a reaction. Yeah, because, I mean, I've got sensitive skin. So for me, when I'm trying anything or if I book in for any sort of facial treatment, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to look pink when yeah, I'm walking yeah. out. And yeah. I think understanding that if you're someone that doesn't get these treatments often, you're mm-hmm. probably not even aware that your skin is sensitive. Yeah. Um, so you could, I suppose, freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something I suppose clients need to be aware of mm-hmm. when trialling new things. Yeah, and definitely when trialling new things, especially with skincare, I would always advise my client to at least skip it one to two months with their skincare um, just because their skin is still trying to adjust and our skin cells turnover cycle is 30 days. So you do need to give it that 30 days plus for to yeah. really see the, the results. Yeah. That's really interesting. So with um, just going back real quickly to the microhydrabrasion, hydrodermabrasion, um, in terms of booking complementary treatments with that, what would you recommend is a really um, solid foundation for a good skincare routine here in Salon? Um, so a skincare routine that I would definitely complement um, that facial routine would be, um, we do have kits here in Salon, but obviously I would start with a cleanser, number one importance. Um, I feel like the microhydrabrasion is cleaning the skin, so we really want to maintain that at home as well. Um, and then I would do an exfoliator at home as well, um, purely to remove all those dead skin cells. Um, and then I would look at um, serums tailored to your skin um, and then followed by a moisturiser and SPF. And how often should you get this treatment then if you're encompassing that at-home routine? Mm-hmm. How often can you actually get the Hydra facial? So you can get it every four to six weeks. Um, yeah, like I said before, your skin cell turnover is 30 days. So once that's kind of recovered, then you can come in again and get um, the treatment again. Yeah, right. So if you, hypothetically speaking, you're obsessed with Hydra um, and you did come in before that, would you have to turn that person away or, like, does that cause damage, like, if you're getting it more than that recommended time? Yeah, in a way because, you know, it's exfoliating the skin. So you can't, you don't want to yeah, you don't want to over exfoliate the skin because that's mm-hmm. when you can um, start getting certain skin conditions um, yeah. and you're just stripping the skin of its natural oils. Mm-hmm. So if a client did come in and say they wanted to get it done sooner than later and they've just had it done, like we obviously are going to have to turn the way because mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. yeah. cause some sort of reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it depends too, like if they're back two weeks later, definitely would turn it down but if it's like three weeks and a few days um maybe their skin could do it also depending on their skin if their skin is um, more tough and more um tolerable than other skins yeah um so yeah i think it's something that we would definitely gauge before um and it all does depend on the client though yeah skin Mm. like there's um skin so yeah i think another thing that's really important too is to protect our skin barrier so that can become impaired with too much exfoliation so the more we do this treatment the more we're obviously stripping our natural barrier so yeah we don't want to do that too often i was going to say is there anything that you would see as a red flag or something that would mean someone probably isn't an ideal candidate for this treatment anyone with severe acne would be the best okay. candidate why is that or um just because if they've got um acne normally they've got the postures um so it's not best to obviously do an intense exfoliation over I can think partial acne just because it is it will start to get invasive and it will start to hurt right um cause bleeding yeah cause like bleeding 
Okay. Um, and then that's when you can start to cause like more scarring and everything mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, anyone with like severe acne, we wouldn't recommend doing it. Okay. Um, but pretty much everyone else is basically fine to yep. do it. Yeah, I agree. Cool. And is there any other treatments that you're kind of seeing um, either in your past experience or currently now in salon that's either really trending or you're seeing really amazing results from? I reckon dermaplaning. Yeah, I definitely feel like that has stepped up in the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, it's become really popular. What's dermaplaning? Um, So dermaplaning is basically, it's also non-invasive, but it is an exfoliating treatment where we use a scalpel to remove all the fluffy hair. So basically like that vellus hair on the side of your face that you might notice. Um, Some people notice it more than others. Um, So essentially people get this done to remove the fluffy hair, um, but again, it also exfoliates the skin. So um, helps with products penetrate better, um, helps with breakouts. It does help with fine lines and wrinkles, but again, um, I would probably choose micro over that. Um, But yeah, your makeup sits on amazing afterwards, which is a number one reason why people get it done. Um, And again, this one is included in the full facial as well. Um, but yeah, I feel like it is quite popular this treatment. So you said a scalpel, so like just like help me visualize this it's treatment. Like like surgical grade, yeah, it's like a medical grade scalpel. So it's it's really small. It's nothing intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a medical grade scalpel. They're disposable. Um, they're harmless. Um, well, <laughs> so what do you do with the scalpel though? You said removing hairs. What are you like? You're shaving the face. Is that what I you're think? Doing? I think this um. <laughs> Comes across a little bit. It's a little bit controversial when you're saying like shaving. Yeah, because I guess you could call it that, but um, I do tell my clients every single time they come in before dermaplaning, if you're a first time client, um, I say your hair will not grow back. You won't get a beard. You won't get a beard. No. yeah, your hair does not grow back any different. Um, your follicles do not change. So the way your face is now and the way your hair is now, um, it can never change. So that's how it will grow back. So um, it's not like shaving your legs that gets coarser and coarser no. over time. No, 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 it's no, definitely not. And because the hair on your legs is different to on your face anyway. What about men with beards? Like they're like they're stubble. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just breaking this down for people listening because like I'd be freaking out if this was the first time I'd heard about it. So you're. Okay, we wouldn't do a man's beard. (laughs) But why is it not coming back like a beard? Well, I guess um, we don't have hormonal hair like that. So um, I wouldn't actually do our lip, our upper lip, um, purely because um, a lot of women do wax their lips and it can be a little bit darker. So I wouldn't do that area. We get hormonal hair there, Mm -hmm. um, whereas we don't on the side of our face. Yeah, and you definitely wouldn't do the eyebrows or anything like that. No, <laughs> didn't want to grow up. Yeah, no. So essentially, you're just scraping the sca- scalpel across the skin. Across the yep, skin. Across the skin. Really light. It just feels like a scratching feeling. Um, it's actually quite relaxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not invasive. It's pain free. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm, me too. So if you're a first time beauty client or skin client, I should say, um, you've never had anything before, would you be going or and leaning towards dermaplaning for a first time client or would you recommend the microhydra? Microhydra, most definitely, yeah. I think depending on what you are wanting to target, yeah. say if someone comes in and goes, um, I have really dry skin and um, 
a build-up of congestion. congestion, but I want to get rid of my fluff, I would definitely say. <laughs> I would definitely say dermaplaning. Um, yeah. Because it's a thing. Like, people want their makeup, like, smooth and... Well, I noticed with me, like, I... If I... If, you know, if I had to only choose one treatment for the rest of my life, it would be the microhydra. Um, and I've, I kind of alternate, but alternate mm-hmm. both. Is that the right word? Yeah. Alternate. Yes. Yeah, alternate. <laughs> I alternate both treatments. Um... I do find that the dermaplaning for me personally does make my makeup sit on my skin better and I do feel more dewy and kind of glowy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the technical term. Yeah. I do feel more glowy after mm-hmm. dermaplaning. But I feel like when I walk away after a hydroderma, I feel like I've had like a really good clean. Yeah. Um, and I do tend to get more breakouts after the hydroderma, which as you said before, that means it's obviously done its job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is it more deep than the derma? No, because they're both just focused on the surface. Yeah. I think they're just different in the way that we do it. So um, micro is like a sucking motion. So it's going to bring everything out, whereas dermaplaning is very surface-based. It's just gliding along the top of the skin. Just both surface-based exfoliations. And there's no machines or anything involved in dermaplaning. Awesome. So for you two, which one would you choose if you could only have one? Oh, that's hard. It's hard because I've got such dark hair. I would go dermaplaning personally just really? because I do love the glow after. Yeah. Um, and I do love how my makeup sits on. Yeah. That's a very good micro. Yeah. Micro or like microhydra? Microhydra. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think as well, like I know with um, the microhydrabrasion, no, the microdermabrasion, yeah. like you're not getting the serum infused, so it does feel actually quite a bit different mm-hmm. if you are used to one over the other. Mm-hmm. I know with the hydra as you know the name kind of insinuates it's like you've got serum or water or whatever it is going in so i suppose clients need to understand that that is going to feel different whereas the micro feels a little bit more dry and scratchy mm. because there isn't that infusion happening yeah so i think understanding the difference in what you're booking is pretty important because yeah. if you are a regular person getting those treatments just at a new salon you could be a little bit confused mm. yeah i agree yeah, it's definitely a very big different feeling in the two. Um, I actually kind of steer away from the microdermabrasion purely because I feel like it's um, very stripping on the skin and I feel mm-hmm. like the microhydrabrasion is going to be more beneficial no matter what. Well, you're kind of softening that glow with the yeah. serum, I suppose, replenishing it with something yeah. super nutrient. I reckon someone who's got like heaps of excess oil, I'd probably just go the micro mm-hmm. and not do any infusing of serums, mm-hmm. just try and strip those oils want to be stripped mm-hmm. um yeah i'd probably just stick to the micro so after you've had one of these treatments is there anything on top of what you normally do that you should do to maintain the effects of the treatment or is it just kind of business as usual um no i definitely wearing spf is the main biggest yeah. one after okay. um for like aftercare just because we did do an intense exfoliation of the skin so your skin's going to be a bit mm-hmm. more sensitive yeah um we also say too to avoid any exfoliation for about 48 hours just because yeah. we have done so much throughout the treatment um and avoid any active products for about 48 hours but other than that um yeah like it's just maintaining your skincare at home 70 yeah. percent of results are at home that's amazing mm-hmm. anything else you'd like to add at all no i think that's about it really that's good awesome thanks so much for chatting with us guys no worries Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Beauty Room Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, we would love to hear from you. Otherwise, subscribe and we'll be back next week.